What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 36. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Episode 36 falls right after Christmas. And I don't know if we got to say it to our uh, to everybody out here on YouTube, on TikTok, wherever. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. It's great to uh, be here. Uh, Merry Christmas, FC Wonder Kid community. And we have an announcement that we have a website. If you guys want to support our community and our channel, go to www.fcwonderkid.com, guys. We have our merch there. And we have a personalized clip for every single order that comes. Okay, so that's it. It's I like it. I like it, honestly. It's funny. And put your notes there. And the bolder you go, the, the bolder your order, the bolder I'll go, guys. Okay, so www.fcwonderkid.com. And you'll, you'll, send, you'll, uh, you'll say anything that they send you, right? You know, uh, they can send you a whole script and you'll say it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. If there's no like curses, I'd say, yeah. If yeah, all in the uh, limits, PG, PG, let's go PG 13, guys. Okay. <laughs> but all good, all good. But uh, yeah, sponsored by fcwonderkid.com, guys. So oh, a lot happened. Uh, Christmas, Christmas time for Barcelona fans. Because mm. I don't know where the money's coming from, but no. good for them. Like, I love it. I love the move of Ferran Torres to Barcelona. It's the right thing to do. And uh, Laporta is doing what he promised, that it was signings. Like, unbelievable, yeah. mate. Laporta uh, with the shady shady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Is this like some layaway plan? They use in Klarna or one of those like afterpay systems where, you know, I just don't understand it. You're, you're supposedly a broke club. You're supposedly a club in fiscal mismanagement, mm-hmm. and yet they find 55 million euros. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no, no. They, they didn't find 55 million euros. This is all contingent upon him actually getting the wage bill sorted. So mm. I, I just, it, it just doesn't make much sense to me. I get it. I get Travi wanted Ferran Torres. I understand why, too. Um, but 60, up to 65 million euros, one. Two, you're already basically telling everybody in the whole transfer market mm. that you have to sell players. Yes. And that yes. when you have to sell players, what do you normally have to do? You have to sell players for what? Less of a price. Cheap price. Yeah. Exactly. I get you. I get it you. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but don't, doesn't it make sense to add something, uh, a commodity that's going to add value in the future? I it think Ferran Torres in three years' yeah. time is a much better player than he is right now, Brenton, and all yeah. this, though. Like, he was the top goal scorer. I, I love this stat. Top goal scorer in the Nations League, man, for Spain. And yeah. in, yeah. in a team that, look, uh, the Spanish team is in a rebuild. And at the forward, it's Fati and Ferran Torres. Those are the yeah. two big players. So, look, have them together at Barcelona. It just makes sense, I think, for Spain. And for Barcelona and for Ferran Torres, most importantly, in my yeah. opinion. In and my and, and opinion. hey, I, I love I love Pep Guardiola and all this. I know probably behind the scenes he's actually fuming um, yeah. with Ferran leaving, but uh, you wouldn't know that with his quotes. And, uh, you know, to summarize and to paraphrase whatever you want to call it, he basically says, I don't want a person that doesn't want to be here. I don't want mm-hmm. them here. It's that simple. You know, if he wants to leave, if he's not happy here, uh, we are not one of those clubs, and we are a big enough club that can say, okay, well, we're going to find the best deal for you. And guess what? 65 million euros, potentially. That's mm-hmm. that's a good deal. That's a well, good deal for someone you've had for, yeah, 
little well, bit you, of time. You talk about Guardiola, and Guardiola said, like, this was shocking for me. He said that they're not going to get any strikers. And I'm out here yeah. promising people that they're going to get a striker. But I've seen Guardiola promise a lot of things. And then, <laughs> knock, knock, what happens? A striker comes in. So, what what yeah. are your thoughts on that? You think you think City's going to get someone in January? I don't know. I mean, I actually, I'm, I'm one recently uh, to take Pep Guardiola for his word um, mm. when it comes down to it. I, I think it might be more of a summer endeavor. I think it, a lot of it has to do with they want to find the right person instead of just throw money at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or he just wants to spend another hundred billion or so on defenders. <laughs> um, just kidding. But, uh, you know, I... I honestly believe that finding the right target for them not just sets them up mm-hmm. near term, it sets them up long term to be continually dominant in the Premier League. So if you find that right target and you get that right person, uh, whether it's Vlahovic, whether it's Harry Kane, whether it's whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could set themselves up for not just potentially and this a premier league championship this year again mm-hmm. uh they could set themselves up for a man united like run you know well um, I, I, like imagine if if man city gets to be how dominant Bayern munich is right now in the bundesliga because yeah. th- if, if if they get that player that you're saying we might uh-huh. see man city like winning every single season with this core that they have because at defense they're sorted Ruben Dias. Even yeah. Ederson is low-key, like a pillar in that team. Yeah. Then, yeah. The, 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 Even Gundogan is so underrated and overseas. He really is. He and really is. Yeah. If De Bruyne is in form, mm-hmm. <laughs> even Trent came out and said that the two players that he would love to have at Liverpool, one of them has to be De Bruyne, and the other yeah. one is Son, which yeah. another mm-hmm. very overlooked player in the Premier League. He'll be a Premier League, no doubt, legend. And it's yeah. so sad. He has no trophies, man. Son <laughs> and Harry Kane. But that's a whole different story. But like Son, I love him. I love him. Yeah. No, I love him too. I mean, everything, everything he exudes, how he plays, he's he's so much fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. him him on another team, it, it that throws me for a loop. But then again, he came from somewhere too, right? Who his previous club was who where was he at in the Bundesliga? It was uh Hamburg, no? Hamburg, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, but yeah, yeah it, it's a it's a good rise and this, like marketing wise for Tottenham, it just makes sense yeah. to have Son. Like yeah. I think twenty percent of uh, Tottenham's market now is of South Korea. I'm not South sure. Like this is and well, no cap. So crazy, yeah. man! It's crazy the impact he has. It so, absolutely is. Yeah, but I, I think I think when it comes down to it, to tie it all up with a bow, um, you know, Manchester City know they need a striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it seems to me that Pep is pretty confident this year that mm-hmm. with what he's got, with what he's got, maybe a few other strategic, maybe long-term pieces, uh, he feels he can win the prep. Um, Do you and, feel but, it, though? Do you feel uh, it with what he has? Right now. Right now, it's, it's, hard to, um, it's hard to argue with him. The issue there is depth. Mm-hmm. issue there is depth. I mean, we haven't really seen a Kevin De Bruyne at 100% for a long period of time this year, Agreed. right? Agreed. Uh, Bernardo Silva's picked up the slack. Best player. Gundogan, yeah, Gundogan has, yeah. uh, has picked up the slack. I mean, it, it's it's an interesting, interesting uh, time. So I think he's, I don't know, maybe it's unlike Pep to be this patient, but I think he's being patient for the right target that, that he got. 
like the you Premier know? League is so hyped up. Like the big questions yeah. are like, is Arsenal even gonna get top four? Is Man yeah. United even gonna get top four with all they've invested? Like, right? oh my days! And then I see Matic saying that 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 uh, Man United are contenders for the Champions League. Man, yeah, no, uh, you got Christian Ronald, but like he, he, he can make miracles. But come on. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be a tough oh. road ahead, and this is this is like what we wanted, right? During mm-hmm. our predictions, we we basically said this feels like one of those years where, where okay, City does look like the team that can can do it, but Liverpool's chomping at the bit. Uh, I think Chelsea will come back into form um, once they get everybody back healthy, if they get everybody back healthy, mm-hmm. um, and maybe make some uh, maybe make some moves. Do, but um, Lukaku, but, like, do you consider Lukaku a disappointment for Chelsea this season? I'm not there yet. I know. I mean, okay. if, if he's, if he's a disappointment, then I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've I mean, seen we, can, people we can talk being... about that when we talk about the best, uh, best Premier League signing uh, oh, so far this season. I think more before we get on and away from the Premier League in general, mm-hmm. we got to talk about the fact that, I mean, looking at this Newcastle revamp, I know everybody's looking at it with like FIFA lens, right? They're looking at it with football manager, like who can he get here? Who can you he do that? We obviously all know it's a little bit harder to wheel and deal. And these days it's actually a little bit harder to wheel and deal when you do have a transfer mm-hmm. war chest, right? And uh, they've made it pretty clear. We've seen Anthony Martial, we've seen Jesse Lingard, we've seen all these different names thrown out there. Um, when it all comes down to it, we need to remember one thing and one thing only. Newcastle is one win, 10 losses, and seven draws. Mm-hmm. A lot what of money. Player, to, a lot of money. A, lot, a, a of money. lot of money. But what player, aside from a player after a lot of money, what player wants to come into that situation next year? Uh, I do think in January, at least three players are coming into Newcastle. Sure. At but, least, and I but don't. All think, those players are not do you going think to you have knew, Champions do you League, think, League well, ambitions. True, but do you think Newcastle is going to get relegated this season? I do. I, I, I mean, I, we actually oh, did. I say it was. It <laughs> you think you? I don't. I don't reckon. I think the money no, okay. that's going to get okay, pumped here, in in January. The, yeah. No. Well, I, I anyhow, it's well. that bad. He, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. But, but one <laughs> one win, one win, ten losses, seven draws um, does not give you a good starting point, and you need to get these signings right. Mm-hmm. You need to get them right. Yes. Um, and and really, because it's it's like the soul of Newcastle right now is actually flagging. It's not actually, you know, mm-hmm. the the fans are one thing, right? The support is always like just amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the actual uh, players on the pitch, getting getting used to Eddie Howe. Uh, yes. It, Right now, it does not look good. Now, I get it. They'd have a few more points if VAR actually went their way. But they're, what they are lucky about is that they've got a couple other teams that are just absolutely horrendous right now. I agree. Right? You know, Norwich and, and Burnley is not its, itself. And, you know, it, they've been in the Prem for a long time. It's almost time uh, for them to say goodbye. But, you know, there there is enough of a proximity to get out of relegation that, okay, one win, ten loss seven draws, they actually could escape. I get it. It, it takes a, a nice run of maybe three, four wins in a row and yeah. beating the teams you need to beat. Exactly. Which they haven't been able to do yet. And they got the, the players, Brunson. Like, Alan said Maxine. Like, he's a <laughs> I, baller. I know. 
I know. You even like Almiron. You love Almiron. He was a bowler in the MLS. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but he is uh he is not exactly the one the, the prominent figure he once was. True, but I'm they're I'm they're they're gonna bring in someone for 50 million. I don't know who. I don't yeah. know who, but I'm expecting it. And yeah, they'll have those couple of wins. So you reckon yeah. they're gonna get relegated? Like, let's see. Uh, let's put it. I, I honest, I honestly but they're gonna can't. get they're gonna get players that are undervalued right now. They're gonna get players like Hazard. Uh, Lingard, well, Lingard would would be would be amazing. He stays in England, and let's be honest: is Lingard going to be a Man United icon? No, I don't. I don't reckon. I'm even having doubts right now of Rashford. I'm having doubts of Rashford at Man United. Look, I I I might be one of the the first saying this, but like, truth is, Rashford isn't being the guy like he was expected more to be. Like I remember five years ago, Rashford was. Supposedly, right now, he mm-hmm. has that Ballon d'Or from some posts. If I go back on Twitter, so that's yeah. yeah so I, well, I, I mean, let's see. He's had his he's had his health issues, you mm-hmm. know. And, but and, and point is, health. point is, but, is like I see Newcastle getting a player like Coutinho. I think Coutinho has a lot to prove. He's he's not he's not a joke right now at Barcelona, but he's a flop, no doubt. Okay, uh, you have Coutinho, Obama Yang too. Like, where, yeah. who's gonna sign Obama with that with that salary that he has a three fifty k a week? I didn't get that right. wrong. Like, what? Right. So, but uh, but, yeah. but, here's, but here's the thing. Like, even a even a Coutinho, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's got Europa League knockouts to look forward to. I mean, so it it really kind of, he's already on a fat wage. Um, so it really kind of comes down to whether or not he's yeah he's he's ready he's to play. Uh, yeah, ready to play play football, a relegation uh, dogfight uh, in the north of England. Um, the fattest wage know, of his life. I, I get it. <laughs> I get Newcastle. it. So basically, what you're saying is they need to hire mercenaries uh, to come in and fight these battles for them. What was Man City at the start, mate? Like Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre. Right now, that does not fit though. The mercenary route, the, the, the just bring them in on fat wages. But that's uh, gonna happen. That's just gonna happen. That's, that's it happens what I'm saying. Every it does club. not fit with the Newcastle culture. It does yeah. not that I know the Newcastle culture well, but it does not fit with that, you know, identity of that club. But I get it. The identity is changing. So going to win, man. They're gonna pay yeah. big to win. And when uh, look the Newcastle culture. Look at the fans after they get this this uh, takeover sorted. Yeah. The fans were going bold, man. Yeah. I'm with them. I really want to see Newcastle. At the top, I'll be honest with you. So let's see, let's see, let's see. Bring I'm back, bring back I'm Alan like Shear. Put him, <laughs> put boots on him again. No, I, I get it. I, I would, I would love to see them do this some way, and and I believe that they actually want to. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would love to see them do this some way that they keep that soul of the club, like yeah. you know, working working class club. Um, if they could find a way to bring in guys that can make impacts now, that might not be the Coutinho's or might mm-hmm. not be like Lingard does kind of fit that role. Um, but you know, yeah, we talked last time about Shuamani. We've talked about some of these other targets that the ambition there. Yeah. Fat wage ambition. I mean, there's, they have wiggle room. It's just, they have to get it right. They have to spread a needle. They need to get a player. Shuamani, if Shuamani comes to Newcastle, I'd compare him like David Silva when he leaves Valencia to go to Man City. That was he was a young promising player back then. Yeah, yeah, and and Aguero even like he was yeah. he was a baller, a, a a wonder kid baller at Atletico, and yeah, he just said let's go with it. 
Like those yeah. were bold moves and a little bit mercenary. But look what happened. Aguero's a Man City legend. David yeah. Silva's a Man City legend. Like, I don't know. Let's see. I, I'm sure that the Newcastle fans will treat whoever comes. And if they conquer Newcastle, extremely, extremely yeah. well. It, it, it is, it'll, be, it'll be crazy. Like, but crazy. there's some transfers because we're here on the transfer side. So yeah. I've seen Bayern Munich absolutely <laughs> being related to the right players. Okay, I know you like one right back that's being related well, yeah. with Sergino yeah. Dest and... But the other yeah. one is the best one, in my opinion. To mm -hmm. get Rafinha for 50 million. I remember watching Rafinha at Sporting. He was already bold. But Rafinha right now with Leeds, he's so much better. So yeah. much better. And battle-tested already. So yeah. what a move by Bayern. Coleman is injury-prone. Sané is injury-prone. Rafinha, sure. I don't think he ain't, he ain't injury-prone. So... That's a no, very good he, sign. He's not. I just feel like Leeds is getting the crap end of the stick here. Um, I feel like if if it really is yeah. that fee, what was it, 50? 50. Yeah. If it really is that fee, I mean, you're selling your top player, your best player, uh, who's got Brazilian pedigree now. I mean, he's he's debuted for the Brazilian national team, likely will be part of the World Cup squad in the future. Um, you are selling him for pretty cheap, in my opinion. Leeds can do with that money, but it just – it almost feels like uh, the beginning of the end for a Leeds project that hasn't even just begun, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, if they get Rafinha, and I know that there are like back and forths out there, people actually uh, believing it, uh, Rafinha is a big deal. Rafinha is a big deal, and that basically extends yeah. their uh, their monopoly on Bundesliga titles, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. nobody, I mean, at least they're not poaching Dortmund, right? True. True. They'll and do that too, potentially. But um, yeah, well, now and I do like I do like Sergio Dest. I mean, Sergio Dest has a lot, a lot still to offer. The kid is young, he is fearless, he is great on the ball. Uh, does he need a little more tactical awareness, defensive positioning, better one-on-one? -on -one? Absolutely, every young player does. I mean, you know this. You know this with your love relationship with uh, Nuno Mendes. You know he's not—he's not perfect all the time, but he needs to take those steps forward, make those mistakes, learn from them. <laughs> a bit forward. better, uh, uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what I would love to see, what I would absolutely love to see, just you know, as a biased American footballer whatever, right? With, you know, some bias too for Canada on the world stage, okay? Alfonso Davies on the left, Sergio Dest on the right. That that would be pretty intriguing in the Bundesliga. They'd have a whole lot of fun. And uh, I just see Dest falling at Bayern. Uh, Bayern has liked him for some time. Dest falling into Julian, uh, Julian Nagelsmann's uh, setup, it really does scream, you know, we are ready to get, to make you better, to improve you. And Barcelona didn't necessarily want to do that, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they're currently playing who at right back? Mengeza, or they're playing, you know, Araujo. Um, so I, I just want to see Dest fall in the right place. Um, I don't think the, the playing time is guaranteed at all. Um, but this kid has so much more to offer. And um, Barcelona no. needs to raise money. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dest is so much better, like, in my opinion, for, for yeah. Barcelona. Uh, for, for Bayern Munich, in my opinion, than Barcelona. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, who would get him, though, if not Bayern? If not Bayern? I mean, there was talk about him going back to Ajax. I don't think that's going to happen. Although you do have, uh, I think, is it Mesraoui, um might actually be on his way to Barcelona. Um, so there's kind of a, a lot of back and 
fourth year when desk was actually coming up he was actually um uh, going back and forth with Mesrawi uh in terms of uh, getting starts here and there at Ajax uh so Ajax could be another good place but beyond that I haven't put much thought into it because all of this has hit us so soon um so where else would desk be able to go I mean <laughs> Dortmund so- Chelsea was the Chelsea was the oh, the, the chit chat, but Reese James is already there. I didn't really Reece understand James. that one, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it looks interesting. It looks well, interesting. Um, I, I want the yeah. You tell us, tell us in the comments where do you think Sergio Des should go because it's mm-hmm. pretty damn clear he's leaving Barcelona. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, that the Barcelona thing, we could talk about that for hours. Um, the other, you know, staying in La Liga, I know we just kind of went back to La, La Liga for like, you know, really quickly here. Uh, we got to talk about Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in free fall, free fall right now in La Liga. Four losses in a row, which is very unlike Diego Simeone. It's very unlike, you know, the Colchoneros uh, altogether. Um, and I get it, you know, like, Diego Simeone, he just, he's 10 years in charge now at, at Atletico Madrid. He has taken that team from mid-level to, uh, you know, cream of the crop in La Liga, uh, constantly being um, uh, contenders. Uh, obviously, they've got two Europa Leagues, two La, uh, two La Liga titles. He's got a Super Cup title in there somewhere, you know. Um, but here's the reality. They are right next to Barcelona, who is in the midst of a massive transition, okay? Mm -hmm. And they are 17 points behind Real Madrid at the halfway mark, roughly the halfway mark. I mean, that's... They're neighbors to Barcelona. (laughs) They're neighbors to Barcelona right now. They are. They are. And I I just got to ask you this. What would it take for for Diego Simeone to actually be on the hot seat at Atletico Madrid? Mm. Uh, I, first of all, I don't think Atletico is going to end up the season like they are right now. That's important. It. That's important yeah. to say. But yeah. uh, uh, I do reckon if he doesn't get even Europa League, he's yeah. on the spot. Simeone is on the spot. And the truth is, I know Jean Felix is one of the most talented youngsters in the world. And who yeah. saw him really well at Benfica? Not mm-hmm. just in the main team, but at Benfica B. The pure brilliance of Jean Felix knows that it's a bit weird what's happening okay with him yeah. so uh with me that's a bit my my spy my brycey senses okay <laughs> with Simeone I, I I'm not really <laughs> feeling it with uh with those wonder kids because yeah I really like Felix but I feel like it needs to be if he doesn't even go to Europa League yeah then he's on the spot Simeone if yeah, that this is a li- yeah this is a little bit on the spot but I really would like you know Atletico Madrid's youth setup is not a bad youth setup, you know? True. And uh, it's been a while since we've seen a... At and Im- and imagine if uh, Simeone, which was at Boca, he was at Boca before, right? Simeone. Mm-hmm. Si- uh, Simeone uh, mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> comes to Atletico from South America. Now yep. imagine if Simeone goes and Marcelo Gallardo comes in, coming from South America. That'd be bold if Atletico ever did this. But yeah. I know Marcelo Gallardo trusts the youth a lot, a yeah. lot. So yeah. well, let's see. Yeah, well, I don't think he was at um, – Simeone was at – where was he? Where was he? Where was he? River. He was at River. A river. But actually, he was all over the place. Wow. He was Racing Club. He was Estudiantes. He was River Plot, And he was San Lorenzo. 
all before coming to Atleti, and uh, he didn't last more than a year or two at any of those yeah. clubs. And well, uh, now he's ten years at Atletico. Went well, went well. It's interesting. Went really well, but like in first, first in Europe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, See, just need, yeah. need that lucky run. You that, yeah, if you if you start the right, oh, there you go, guys. That's the life lesson, right? But yeah, yeah and, and I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you this: Would you put? Would you put? Hmm. What Diego Simeone has done, what he uh, for Atleti, would you put him in the top five managers of the last, I don't know, 20 years? Yes, top five of the last 20 years. Ever? Okay. No. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, no. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I we, we have to do a whole podcast on this where we actually walk through these managers. But, I, I, I mean, you can't discount what he has done there. And he's done it in the shadow or, uh, well, he's taken them from the shadow and brought them pretty much up at least right, you know, in line or next to or a little bit below the mm -hmm. Real Madrid's and the Barcelona's of the world. And, uh, you well, know, you don't want you don't want to pull Atletico Madrid out of the pot uh, when you're in a Champions League true. knockout round. You and, just you don't have, want that, so. and you have to admire how he does a rebuild. A new stadium is built. The yeah. fact that he doesn't sign players like a, uh, like Barcelona and Real for a couple of seasons. Yeah. But then, this is what I got to say, but then when he spends big, he yeah. didn't spend, it, it wasn't like, oh, okay, now they're dominant, no doubt. Like, And I, I do understand, it's very hard against those big dogs. That, and the Real Madrid is a team that every five years, you expect them mm -hmm. to win a Champions League. So that's your competition, man. And, and yeah. It is. Well, I, you know, to bring this back, he's got a lot of work to mm -hmm. do on Atleti uh, over the next month or so because... Uh, I'm I'm this close, this close to changing my uh, Manchester United Atletico pick from Atleti to United. Um, but, you know, really what it comes down to is both teams are not doing so hot right now in terms of on the defensive front. So it's going to mm -hmm. be one hell uh, of an interesting battle uh, moving no, forward. But anyway. have to sign a center back, yeah. That's the yeah. Kondogbi is playing center back. Like, <laughs> sign up, sign up, sign yeah. up. Yeah. So what, what you going to go next? Um, well, I, I think, you know, we've been talking a little bit about a whole lot of transfers, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I got to ask you one big question, because what we're going to do probably next week, uh, right after the new, new year starts, um, we're probably going to do a little bit of a recap with some lists and then maybe some lists for who to watch out in the future. But there's one that kept coming up on our com in our comment section, and it was, you know, like, who do you think? the best Premier League signing has been already this season. Um, and, I mean, there's a bunch here. You've got Ramsdale, Gallagher, Gray, Dennis, Cristiano Ronaldo, Tomiyasu. I got to ask you point blank. Like, why? Why would you say it? <laughs> like, why? Like, uh, yeah, Damari Gray, no doubt, is for me the best one in price value. Okay. But my favorite one was Konate. Like, Konate, for me, is the one that, in long term, like, yeah. he's going to be, for me, Liverpool have a center back for five, ten years with Konate. And yeah. having that next to Van Dijk, Konate yeah. next to Van Dijk, oh, my days. Like, that duo, they got it sorted. So, that's my, that's my favorite transfer. Which one's yours? Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. You said it. You said it well. I'm sorry I didn't set it up properly, but I gotta say, pound for pound, the best transfer of the season so far in the Premier League is Demarai Gray. Right? Um, I mean, 
one and a half, what, one and a half million pounds, 1.7 mm-hmm. million pounds, something like that. Grabbed him from Leverkusen off the bargain bin. Um, and he's got, you know, five, five, six goals. Uh, I mean, you can't, you can't beat that type of output, especially when everything else at Everton seems to be going sideways if and or down, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so obviously I don't, I, I don't think uh, Evertonians would like to look at this and say, that Demarai Gray was their best signing of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd rather it be, you know, something like whatever, Richarlison at the top of the uh, scoring table or Dominic Calvert-Lewin back and healthy and playing for them again. Um, mm-hmm. But Demarai Gray, you can't, you, you can't argue for that pound to pound value. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, we got to talk about some others on this list. Emmanuel Dennis. Okay. Playing for a pretty tough team in Watford. Uh, they've sort of been okay under Claudio Ranieri, but not really because they've still lost quite a, quite a few games, a couple shocks here and there, but mm-hmm. Emmanuel Dennis. Okay. Seven goals, five assists on one of the worst teams or one of a team that likely will be involved in a relegation fight near the end of this year. You, you can't like look past that uh, at all. And I think some other clubs are going to be looking at him moving mm-hmm. forward. And he's just taken that nice stepping stone, stepping stone, going from, you know, the pro league uh, stints in the Bundesliga that didn't work out. Um, and now he's, you know, doing pretty well in the Prem. And, and a lot of people are going to be looking at him, if not January, but next season. Uh, mm-hmm. But these are the ones that everybody is talking about right now. And that is the two Arsenal signings, right? You and I, I don't know if, you know, do we do this? Have we done this yet? Do we need to say sorry about Ramsdale? I mean, it feels... Um, no, I mean, Aaron Ramsdale has essentially, uh, I don't know if he's paid for his transfer fee yet, but man, is he damn close to doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, so from a value perspective, no, but for a uh, set Arsenal up between the sticks for the future for a very long time and uh, allow them to breathe a sigh of relief that they have someone there that's competent, uh, that is ready to, to fight and die for the club, um, that is that is priceless, right? To quote the American Express commercials. Um, Aaron Ramsdale has been nothing but a slam dunk for mm-hmm. Arsenal fans. And I think you can lump one other person into that, and that is Takahiro Tomiyasu, right? And you're a big fan of him, right? I love him. I love him. For me, he's the best yeah. signing at, uh, at Arsenal. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, better than no Ramsdale? Doubt. Like, no, but like Ramsdale for me, for how much he was, like he's justifying the price, in my opinion. But... I I do reckon that motivation wise, spirit wise, Ramsdale yeah. is absolutely shocking me. Okay, his mentality to the game, what he's adding to that locker room, on mm-hmm. point. But like skill wise, I w- look. I wasn't expecting it, but look, that's that's how much it costs, right? <laughs> but Tomayasu, no doubt, like yeah. Tomayasu is. What a deal! What a deal! And the fact that he adds value in the set pieces. This is very mm-hmm. underrated, but I'm seeing Tomayasu getting all the headers. And the mm-hmm. fact that he's a right back and you, he allows to you to have more height on that team and just getting those set pieces locked. I love it. I love it. Organization. Uh, I'm seeing... Uh, I was Arteta out, okay, yeah. a lot of times. And I still feel like if Conte had gone to Arsenal, it would be better right now. In my yeah. opinion, I still feel that. But... Look, think with how things are right now, I feel like Arsenal are one or two signings away of getting everything locked. And one, two players going away 
to get everything locked, in my opinion. So good times ahead for Arsenal fans. It is. It is. I, I, one last question before we move off this topic. Um, we've mentioned a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Where would you put Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of top signing so far of the Premier League season? <laughs> I put top I, five, I, top I, ten? I, Well, in terms of quality or like you, me, you mean, so we're putting number one, Demario Gray, let's say. So then number two, like it's then by criteria. You say Ramsdale, Somayasu. I'd like, I'll go yeah. Somayasu, then Konate. I put Ronaldo okay. in the top five, okay. in my opinion. Uh, as signings in the Premier League. I feel right. like he's adding much more value to Man United than Varane. Varane yeah. has constantly been injured. And Ronaldo, he scored in every Champions League game. And yeah, I still, yeah. I, I reckon, yeah, he hasn't been that bad. Look, Did you, uh, <laughs> did you see uh, Gigi Buffon's comment about no. Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, what did he comment? Uh, basically said that when Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo came in, I'm just rehashing the past. But... When Cristiano Ronaldo came in, uh, it changed the, uh, the 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 fabric of of Juventus, right? No, no doubt. Uh, the team, the, yeah, the team went from from a team to no doubt, seven. no doubt. Yeah. And 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 you something very interesting too, a Juventus fact, guys. Who's the top goal scorer this year of Juventus? Yeah, <laughs> it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It <laughs> That's is. my answer. <laughs> It is. So, like, it means, like, even when I'm not there, look how the team is. It's horrendous, I'll be honest with you. So, like, Juventus fans, make sure you keep Chiesa. (laughs) Make sure you keep Chiesa, okay? That's, so, let's see. Let's see what happens with that. So, we have to talk, like, we're talking about the best, (laughs) the best. Let's talk about who we should be in the best. And Jack Grealish, that was a steep price. He should be in the best. Varane, yeah. he came in with, he even had a standing ovation, the whole glorified, like, I think he's going to be a stud. No, don't, I don't reckon it's, it's going to go yeah. bad, but come on, he should be better. And Lukaku, okay? Uh-huh. Lukaku should be showing better signs by now. Okay, so yeah. I'm, mm, I'm not, let's see. Let's see what happens. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it has only been... For example, Demarai Gray could probably not score a goal for the rest of the season. Like, that is a possibility, you know? Yes. Um, but would I bet against Romelu Lukaku not heating up at some point and scoring, you know, doubling or tripling his his goal total? Now, I mean, that's why you pay for somebody that's obviously mm-hmm. shown he can, can do it at Inter. But, yeah, there was a lot of money thrown out there, and it really wasn't the big money signings that mm-hmm. have wound up making the massive impacts. But also, if you're going to spend that amount of money, there's like this – middle ground between expecting something right away, but also, you know, moving them into the culture, moving them into the actual flow of the team and getting them there. Um, but yeah, you know, Grealish hasn't done, I don't know. I think he might lead the league in foul suffered, which mm-hmm. was normal at Aston Villa too. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's got to sh- show some things and um, yeah, I- I'm sure Pep thinks that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who else? There's, there's so many others that, so many other big names. Buendia. Buendia, yeah. right? You, yeah. You. Buendia, Leon Bailey. I mean, between those two, that's like half of the Jack Grealish money or mm-hmm. three quarters of the Jack Grealish money. Yes. Uh, and you barely get Leon Bailey on the field and you can barely get Buendia, um, you know, to show what makes him so special. That is facts, yet. though. That is it facts, is. though. Like the money, like, but I do reckon that they, they're going to start hitting. Like, in, like Bailey... 
I remember at Leverkusen, man. Like, oh, the, the good times, man. And like even now at Leverkusen, half the team is like for sale. Like people are saying that Wirtz is going. I've seen Man United being linked to these type of players right now. Right. The t- Wirtz. I saw Haidare. I saw uh, who, who there was another young player. I was like, oh, really nice. But just being linked to Wirtz, like I was shocked. So, yeah. yeah. And- Tyler Adams too potentially. Tyler Adams, yes, 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 yeah. yes. That surprised me a bunch. Like, they're 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 going bold. It's Ralph Ragnick clearly already. Yeah. Is oh, it is. I mean, Ralph Ragnick obviously had time with him at Red Bull New York. Um, so it'll be um, it'll be interesting moving forward. But like, yeah, Saul. I'm looking here. Who else? Saul for 39 million. How do you feel about that? 35 million. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean. You, no. you could even go like, I don't know, Crystal Palace took a bunch of swings, right? They got Olise, Edward. I yes. think those have worked out. They got uh, Joachim Anderson and uh, Mark Gahey. I'd oh, say, yeah. yeah. I, I like the Crystal Palace were one of the best teams in the transfer window, in my opinion. Like, even the loner Connor Gallagher. Like, <laughs> how much yeah. is that valued for a season, man? And I mean, yeah, uh, Ezzy was like, like last season, really good. Then, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Olise. Hudson Edward will start hitting too. Like he scored a couple of goals coming off the bench. So yeah. uh, I, I like it. I like it. I like what they're doing at Crystal Palace. And Patrick Vieira, I was skeptical, but now I'm a believer about Patrick Vieira. <laughs> so it's looking good. It's looking good for a season at Crystal Palace. And let's yeah, see how it goes. There's one player we didn't talk about. Mm. Oh, Zaha. At, 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 no, no. Uh, beyond Crystal Palace. But oh, sorry, sorry. Big transfers. <laughs> Jaden Sancho. Hey, yeah, I, yeah, maybe because I already thought he was a Man United with all that speculation oh. in the past. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, uh, I even saw like the Sky Sky News of the in Germany saying zero zero seven when he yeah. played like seven matches, zero yeah. six, zero goals. So this season has been tough for ja- for Jaden Sancho, but. I think Ralph Ragnick will improve Sancho. I, I also time. do. I also do think that um, the the only one I got to say is to tie this back up and end it. Newcastle, we were talking about before. The only mm-hmm. big money move that they've made, you know, previous to this new uh, oh. new ownership group coming in. I know Joe Willock. Oh yes, and Joelinton. Like and, Joelinton. And yeah, yeah, but then you know that was a couple seasons ago. Joe Joe Linton was, but, but that still was big money. forty million. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty, he, he was he's, he's not he's not worth that price. Uh, I, I yep. mean, somebody can maybe unlock more potential and get him back to what he was in the Bundesliga for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the Joe Willick one kind of bothers me just because you know nobody questions his heart, nobody questions his ambition, nobody questions whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. He had that amazing run of form last year for them that mm-hmm. basically got them out of relegation trouble. Uh, but he's been, you know. Kavi Lame, right? He's been, he's been, eh, I mean, this year, and that was like 28 million euros, 27 mm-hmm. million euros. Uh, so Arsenal made out pretty nicely for the 21 year old going to Newcastle. And uh, I really hope that he can pep up again because he hasn't been the same player this season. I agree. But it, it, he looks different from the player that, that last season had something to prove, Joe Willock. Uh, yeah. Like, imagine being a player at Newcastle. For me, it's a bit strange. Like, if there's a time to perform, it's now, man, because the salary <laughs> in three years' time at Newcastle, that wage bill is going to be triple the size. So, right. I, I, yeah, but, I, yeah, it's true. They signed him. 
things were expected. And I think they did sign him because he was such a good loan move too. Sure. So yeah. it was like, like, how do you not do it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was yeah. the, and Arsenal wants, they, they wanted to hear because yeah, yeah Arteta doesn't view, it's sad. It's not sad, but Arteta doesn't view Joe Willock as the technically gifted player that he wants. Yes, yeah. Joe Willock has a phenomenal ball conduction and has amazing moments. But mm-hmm. Arteta, like, you know, as you'd have to be selective <laughs> if you're in a yeah. top team, right? So, yeah. but not even having him on the bench, I think Joe Willock is enough for the bench and Arsenal. But yeah, that all depends on the players' ambitions too. But not but, uh, not with maybe, maybe some of these players behind them. I mean, Arteta's taking a look deep in Arsenal's academy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, to 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 give them a shout out they deserve. We can't spend too much time. We should probably do like a young players uh, podcast in the future. Mm-hmm. But like, come on, Carabao Cup gives us all a glimpse into the future of some of these clubs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen glimpses in the past of uh you know Liam Delap who we want back healthy and and others okay but this past week past what week and a half mm-hmm. Charlie Patino for Arsenal yes that was that was a you know 10 what he makes his debut 10 minutes in scores a goal okay you can't like you can't create a statue for him just yet uh he's got a <laughs> long way to go he's only 18 years old but i think every if you asked every arsenal uh fan or a good amount of arsenal fans who they're most excited about within that academy, he's going to be pretty much at the the, the top of their uh, yeah at the top of their list. Um, so Charlie Patino, Harvey Vale looked great for Chelsea. If if there are people that are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. that don't know who Harvey Vale is, or Jude Sunsebel, although I think Harvey Vale was phenomenal for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, look him up because he's he's one that you probably will see break through at Chelsea. And mm-hmm. then I got to bring up the goalkeeper for Liverpool who has an Irish first name that I can't pronounce. And I need you to do it for me. I'm not, uh, I'm not too good with it too. I just know the color her part. (laughs) I think it might be like Calvin, Calvin, Kelleher, but he was the, he was the uh, hero for a pretty awesome. Did you watch that Liverpool game? Yes. The penalties. Like I I was hyped. I was hyped. Yeah. Yeah, The comeback though. Yeah. Oh, the comeback, the whole, the whole environment just shows like it's never, never an easy game at Anfield, man. Like that Carabao Cup matchup. Yeah. No, it's funny. I thought, I thought Rogers and Lester had, had like Liverpool on the ropes. I thought it was done. (laughs) And uh, yeah, come back from three, one. And then uh, Kelleher, Kelleher saves two, two penalties um, to push them through to the semis. So just needed to definitely mention Kelleher, Charlie Patino for Arsenal, Harvey Vale for Chelsea. I mean, there's, I love the Carabao Cup solely for that reason because it's like the first part of the season the where you see good player, or good young players start to step through. Um, but yeah, go. one thing before we go to the quick fires, mm-hmm. we gotta, we gotta go, you know, recap 2021 here. Um, but I'm gonna ask you flat out. Mm. You already know the answer because I may have <laughs> let it slip. Uh, who do you think is, if I, we're gonna recap right now, goal involvements for 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think is number one on the list or who would you think if you were just kind of off the cuff? Lewandowski, that would yeah. be the one because he's uh, no doubt has the most goals in the world. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the answer is. The answer is Kylian Mbappe. Uh, but, you know, I know, I know, so I know we cold. talked about the 23 years between... old now. Like that, that, that is, that's fantastic now from Mbappe. Yeah. 
And like who, who, like he's number one. Who's like top three? Who are the top, top three? three? All right. You got number one is Kylian Mbappe with 65 goals and assists. Number mm-hmm. two is Robert Lewandowski with 62. Jeez. And you are right. The majority of that is goals. Um, <laughs> and then third is Erling Holland. Oh, my just, just do a little rewind there because Erling Holland was out for like a month, month and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, if he didn't have that injury, yeah, like it's, it's like 67, 68, maybe. I don't know. It depends. How um, many assists does Holland have, though? Oh, I don't know. I didn't put that down. Oof. But that, that'd um, be interesting, though, because he does prov- double, a lot of runs that Holland does give yeah. a ton of space to his Dortmund teammates. I know Royce must love playing with Holland. This is an underrated fact from Holland, man. The yeah. attention he brings to all the to all the defenders. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I um I but let's go. What's the top five? So top three, we got the Mbappe, Mbappe and Holland being at the top three. It's already a discussion yeah. itself. But who else? Who's the four? Right, five? So here we go. Here we go. The adding onto it, fourth place is Karim Benzema. Who has put himself, in my opinion, as one of the front runners or potentially a front runner for Ballon d'Or uh, 2022? Agreed. I mean, he's got 50 goal involvements. He added two the other day, two goals mm-hmm. the other day. If he's healthy, he's come on, he's had a hell of a 2021. Yes. He's, he's back a, in the France squad. I mean, like, he's on a mission. This, yeah, he's he is on a mission. He seems like a different player. And I don't know, maybe that's because he had this little pup grow up next to him named Vinicius. <laughs> Um, and they've, you know, created this, uh, kind of awesome duo, um, at Real Madrid, but yeah, he's fourth place. He's got 50, 50 goal involvements for 2021. And then fifth place is kind of a surprise, although not really, if you watch IX, but it's Dusan Tadic. (laughs) Yes. Assists. Yeah. 35 of those are assists. (laughs) Um, and he surpassed Lionel Messi in assists, I believe. Right. According to the club, he, he did. I think it might. (laughs) I think I think they might have miscounted some, but I don't know. I mean, they're getting ratioed on Twitter. Uh, Ajax, because they said that his 37 assists in the year uh, beat Leo Messi's record from 10 years ago. Uh, Come but, on, cap, cap. I mean, either, like he did way, it. Kusin <laughs> Tadic is having one hell of a year, and I yes. can't think of a better club signing for them uh, because you know they normally do lean on their academy structure, right? And to bring uh, Dusan Tadic back, uh, not back, but bring Dusan Tadic into the Ajax fold was probably one of the best signings that they've got externally. And what um, you're saying is, you're saying the top five goal involvements and no Ronald, nor Messi. This, no, is this the first he, year? Is this the first know. year that we see in no, the top five goal involvements, no Ronald, nor Messi? And we yeah. see Mbappe and Haaland there? Yeah. Like... It, it's the true. future I mean, is now, guys. It's yeah, coming. Changing the guard. Changing Whoa! the guard. That, that well, is and, the, and the crazy thing is, about. is, yeah, Leo Messi does come in at six, tied for six with uh, Salah and mm. uh, Sebastian Haller. Oh. Um, but you got to take into account, Messi's got what? How many goals since he's made the move? One? Um, so, yeah, if he, if, he hit, right, if he hit the ground running at PSG, obviously he'd be a little bit higher. But come on. Even in even in a really topsy turvy year, um, mm-hmm. highs and lows for Leo Messi, he's still got forty eight goal involvements. Yeah, fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. That's like that's the, the Alexis Sanchez year, yeah. forty eight goal yeah. involvements. That's really good. 
Yeah. And then ninth place is a, a weird one for me, but you, you told me he's pretty, he's pretty good, at least uh, from a Liga B win um, perspective. And that's Medi Taremi has 47 yes. mm. in ninth. Um, I didn't type- know he was that prolific though. Yes, he, he, he is prolific. And Taremi, look, he's not the best striker in the world, but I got to say he does have the moments in which he just has five games in which he scores every game. He's consistent sure. in his own. Yeah. He has his moments, you know, of consistency. Okay. I guess like every player, but Taremi just scores beautiful goals, man. That's something right. I have to say about Taremi. And that's what I love about him. Like every season I know, if I see Taremi best goals, I'm going to see one or two that are, immaculate so that's that's uh if you put that any best goals guys on on youtube man go have fun, <laughs> okay. go have fun. i might do that i might yeah, do that because 47 goal involvements got my attention um 10th place is thomas mueller with 46 hey, uh, but, yeah, but you're right yeah cristiano ronaldo andre silva is is uh a little bit below bruno fernandez uh antoine griezmann gerard moreno and then the last one i have to mention who's not on the top 10 but mm-hmm. we all know if he played in European football, if he mm. played the Champions League or played Europa League, he'd be up here. No problem. Dusan Vlahovic, 41 yes. goal involvement uh, with only just Syria and Coppa Italia to... Uh, oh, he'd be it. top five. If Vlahovic uh, played Champions League football, he'd be top five, no? I, I, I would think so. I, would think so. I, I think so, too. I agree with yeah. you. I agree with yeah. you. He's, a hell he's of the right team. I mean, he's the one we're watching with... Uh, salivating mouths uh, <laughs> coming coming into the transfer window. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're who, hyped uh, about him. So in. put in the comment section down below, who do you think is going to be in the direct goal involvements top 10 next season? Who's going to be yeah. the newcomers? Are we going to see Vinicius there? Are we going to see Vlahovic there for sure? So let's see. Let's see, guys. So uh, we're going here to the last topic, and it's a topic that you guys seem to enjoy, in which is the quick fire questions in which... We just ask a bunch of questions that are bold and we get reactions. So you want to start? Yeah, let's do this. Um, All right. The more iconic celebration. You got the Erling Haaland's end post or (laughs) Kylian Mbappe's crossed arms. I'm going Haaland. The meditation. Like, I do feel like the the whole thing that happened, Neymar then exposed him a bit because Neymar had the best, (laughs) one of the best, games i've ever seen neymar play a work great rise against truly dortmund in, so yeah. yeah so exactly truly intense so i'm going with holland uh okay. so so i just was- i i just with the killing mbappe though i mean come on he did that what when he was 17 or 18 years old i mean just the sheer like age and how much that that just went across the world mm-hmm. right and then people were doing it. And I know, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold's done it, you know, <laughs> some others. But Kylian Mbappe doing it at his at that age, uh, at how, like, bold he came onto the scene, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's why it would stick with me. I'd say Kylian Mbappe instead of the Zen pose. But. There you go. There you go. I, 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 I have a question. It's, not, it's a different one. Uh, do you think uh, the next World Cup is going to be a European team winning it? Or is it going to be a South American team winning it? <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen? Uh, I mean, sheer. Ge- there, there is a correlation between geography and like who does better. Except mm-hmm. in like 2002, yes, Japan, South Korea, Brazil had like one of their best World Cups. Ever. Argentina hasn't um, lost still. Uh, yeah, I don't see them winning the World Cup. I 
You don't think Messi's going to win it? No. Messi's never going to win a World Cup according to Bretton. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get all the Messi. I, I feel like Argentina are real contenders for this World Cup, I'll be honest. Do you really? I don't think they have a and supporting cast. Look, I'll, I'll tell you something. The fact that Ronald maybe is not even going to the World Cup, man, Messi's going to be like salivating himself saying, this is the chance right now. Man. I yeah. really, I, I think it's, the defense isn't that bad. You got Romero at center back. Otamendi, it, I see Benfica, and Otamendi pulls some games that I'm like, oh my days, this is a world-class game. World-class yeah. game right here. So against yeah. Barca, Otamendi had the game of his life, man. So yeah, I mean, they're not they've, they've that bad, Brett. No, I know. And they've got some upcomers, up-and-comers, DePaul and, and yeah. Yeah, the Copa America, that kind of forged, might have forged a new team spirit um that that could lead them into this world cup uh do i think that this might be one of the best chances they have uh outside of when they lost to germany um i uh, maybe maybe i just don't see it yet i think we'll know more obviously germany is like the kryptonite of south american teams like imagine you're a south american team you see germany you're quaking your boots straight away like oh it's true it's true i mean outside of brazil i think brazil is the only one that has a chance to win that 2026 world cup from the western hemisphere uh i just think european lock whatever stronghold (laughs) on um phenomenal team whatever building right now yeah i can't look past france uh hey if italy makes it who the hell i whatever i mean i can't look past france right now and imagine if it actually goes home with england (laughs) it's not with this hurricane it's not with this hurricane that's going home man I, I, yeah, and to be honest, that's, that's a whole other conversation we could have. I don't know if England's future is brighter than their current present, right? I mean, their future is very bright. Oh, I think it is. But, but the present is just... I think the future of England is going to be much better. I reckon yeah. it will. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I really believe. Because the academies now in England are ridiculous in terms of, like, quality. The investments in the Chelsea Academy, the Man United Academy. Yeah, but I'm then they all need, and just, then they all need to go to Germany to get playing time. So, but see, you know, but <laughs> but see this, like Mason Mount, he's twenty-two, yeah. Trent uh-huh. twenty-three, Foden twenty-one, like just these three. I don't see. It's not too common to have these three players with this level. <laughs> and you even say Connor Gallagher is better than I, a lot of. <laughs> I'm a big Conor Gallagher so, fan. Not gonna I lie believe, about that. But I believe yeah. in England. I like this. And Reese okay. James. I believe. I think England are stacked. Stacked. They are. They are stacked. Yeah. So. I, I, to be honest, they're sometimes a little too stacked in certain <laughs> positions. They need to spread them out. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe Conor Gallagher can start playing. What's their weak spot? I can't even think of their weak spot. I no it, 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 it used um, to be the sixth, but Calvin Phillips. He's. He's undervalued, under, under overlooked player, in my opinion. He's one, but uh, he's one that could move, but yeah. So moving on. All right, yeah. here we go. I, I basically go. said I do think a European team is going to win the 2026 World Cup. Okay. Um, and uh, okay, pick a center back pairing from these Premier League defensive goats: mm. Company, Vidic, Rio Ferdinand, Van Dyke, and John Terry. Which two are you picking? I'm picking Vidic and Van Dyke, no doubt. Because in my opinion, Vidic is, no, first of all, all <laughs> Premier League legends. But Vidic is the guy I would never, never fume him. 
Like, I'll never irritate Vidic, man. Because <laughs> no, no. if he, the other players tackle other players, Vidic takes the leg. <laughs> yeah, he takes he's just, the leg he's just and, ruthless, man. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what and, is it? Uh, he, he, uh, yeah, he, he tackles one striker, the other striker falls down. Yeah, that, that'd be the type um, of. That's, a, that's I mean, the type of thing too, yeah. So good. And and if you're talking about pound per fa- pound per per pound transfer value, Nemanja Vidic, I mean, that was what, like a 7 million pound signing back True. in the day, but uh, he was so good. But yeah, that is a, that's like a powerhouse. We're going to destroy you if you <laughs> even try and uh, carry the ball past us. Vidic and, and Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have Vidic and Terry. Okay. Um, Van Dyke, Van Dyke is obviously is up what there. does Terry have better than Van Dyke? Yeah, leadership, experience. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's there's a quality like a positioning quality to. I mean, there's anticipation. Just, so I think Van um, anticipation. Van Dyke wasn't passed once dribbling wise in a whole season. Like passing, Van Dyke is much better than Terry. Yeah, like physically, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we, like, pose it. We'll pose it. we want to know. We want to know your center back pairing uh, from Vincent Company, Vidic, Rio Ferdinand, uh, VDV, and mm-hmm. John Terry. You pick two. Only pick two. Tell us why in the comment section. There you go. And I'm going to do my final question of the quick fires. Is Ancelotti a top five coach in the world? A mm. top five coach ever. Sorry. Is Ancelotti a top five coach ever? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I got to do the forensics on this, but I think he's getting very close to the top five if he's not there. Um, okay. But my my first thought would be no, but then you start to look down his CV and what he's done. Mm-hmm. And this this guy has had an impact on multiple continents. Well, not multiple continents, <laughs> multiple leagues. He's had, mm-hmm. uh, he's had massive impacts, won trophies in multiple leagues. Um, Different styles of play. Different, different styles, styles of, play. of play. And I want I would just want to say the best Real Madrid I've seen play was the Ancelotti Real Madrid. Like the efficiency, oh, yeah. like right now it's looking really good. But back sure. in the day with Cristian Ronaldo and Ancelotti, man, that was I loved it. I loved it back in the day. It was yeah. so I think Ancelotti, in my opinion, is a top five coach ever in football. No doubt. No That's... doubt. In my opinion, it's bold, but I believe in Ancelotti. I okay. believe in Ancelo. Even at Everton. Look what Rafa Benitez is doing at Everton. Yeah. Look what he did. Yeah. Look what he yeah. did. You I know, know? I so know. Yeah. it's, I, I like it. I like well, it. Well, I'll so. tell you what, it'll make it no doubt for me is if he wins that, <laughs> if he wins La Liga and wins the Champions League this year, he's, uh, it's top five, no problem. No problem. Um, and he, he leaves. probably is top five before Does that, he drop but, the mic? Yeah. Does he drop yeah. the mic? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Does, does Zidane probably want to come back for a third time? Who knows? Because of Mbappe. Yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I don't think there's no reason for Ancelotti to leave after this. There's there's a lot more. Well, I don't know. You win the Champions League. Is there a lot more you can do? Drop the mic. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I, yeah, it's speculation. Just speculation. It is speculation. Yeah, stop stoking the fire. <laughs> uh, all right. Last one, and this was a new one for you. Mm. What player aside... Cristiano Ronaldo never existed for you, okay? Mm-hmm. What player made you enjoy football? Kaka. Kaka. Kaka, Kaka mm-hmm. was my soft spot. Kaka. Yeah. Look, I even have tears in my eyes when I think about Kaka, man. 
the bolt no no doubt this is like yeah. kind of like uh a ptsd type thing i really love kaka playing football man sure. the ball yeah. is glued to his feet he yeah. is a fast player fast mm-hmm. enough look he was he wasn't the fastest on the pitch but he was fast i yeah. loved kaka and yeah. the beauty i feel i feel like he's underrated with football fans i see a lot of people's falado ronald phenomenal Rubinho even has talked a bunch. Kaká yeah. should be mentioned more, in my opinion. And Kaká, yeah, I felt uh, he was one of the players that really hit my hit my childhood. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And um, yours, yours um, was Henry, right? Uh, Thierry. Uh, well, watching Thierry Henry, but I, I'm, a, I'm a little older. I'm a little older than the Invincibles. <laughs> um, when I grew up, it was for me. Uh, Alan Shearer for some reason um, I grew up watching and I'm going to show my age here but I grew up watching the you know 92 euros was like the first time I ever like, you're not too really... old man <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember watching 92 I remember watching the 96 euro like with a bunch of Brits in in a you know at a I was like taken to a pub right <laughs> um, and I just fell in love with with Alan Shearer um, and uh I don't know. I mean, then I was a Newcastle fan for a while, you know, and then MLS came along. So yeah. Um, on the American side though, for me, it was uh, a guy that would literally like he had metal plates put in his mm-hmm. face because he would destroy himself. He's not the best player. He's not a caca, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was Brian McBride because that guy, every Jeez. time he got on the field, you probably have to look, you probably have to look, I have him, to up. Look him up. <laughs> yeah. But when Brian McBride got on the field, uh, you could, expect that he was going to give absolutely everything which is you know we like to think it's part of the american spirit mm-hmm. um and he wasn't the best at football but this was one of the first guys that went over to europe um and became a fan favorite at a place like fulham um and then he opened up the flood not floodgates but he opened up um that kind of market for uh mm-hmm. carlos bocanegra for clint dempsey who uh, was big in Fulham. So the, this doesn't sound big on the world stage, but for American football, um, yeah, was, Brian McBride is yeah. So, guys, I, uh, if you want to support FC Wonderkid, man, I said it in, at the start, we're sponsored by fcwonderkid.com. <laughs> so go check it out and help out yeah. the channel. And I hope you guys enjoyed episode 36, man. Another one in the wraps. Like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to listen to more. And we are on Spotify if you want to go on the car ride and listen to us. That's possible too. Go. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, here's FC Wonder Kid episode 36. Thank you for on listening. The, on the 2022, man. <laughs>